What's up, everybody? Welcome back to my first kicks. This is episode 62. And this week we welcome the inspirational Tim Chisano. And boy, has this week been crazy, which is why you're getting this episode on a Saturday. Schedules have been crazy and I got a taste of trying to get this episode together while working in the office. And it was a rough week. But we're here. We did it. And even though we don't get iffy on this week's episode, we are still building the podcast, right? So share it with your friends and tell them that this isn't just about sneakers. But speaking of which, this week's releases have been passing me by. I'm going to tell you, I'll be honest, right? I had my eye on two pairs this week, and I really just did not try to get them. (laughs) Just to simply say it. As I have gotten into the habit of not checking the sneakers app as much as possible or to be active on it, right? I had not realized that the Air Trainer 1 Corianders were dropping this week. And the shoe is dope. I was so hyped about it because it it, it was a different take on the Air Trainer 1s. And they had like a buckle on it. And I think they were originally supposed to be released for Travis Scott or like a version of it was supposed to be released for Travis Scott. Like I've seen um, like pictures of teasers and I think they just like incorporated pieces of what was supposed to be the Travis Scott air trainer ones into this and released this. Cause I guess Travis Scott is on pause right now right it, it, like we haven't seen we we never we haven't even gotten the air maxes that were supposed to be uh, like releasing and that released that astral world um ever since that incident so we'll see we'll see but the the hopefully we get those air trainers because they look dope as well and then we also had the union dunks which dropped and i i missed Totally. I was as I was gearing up to record this episode, I just even tried to. I didn't even try to get them and it just totally slipped my mind. And I even hit up if like the day before because, you know, Union is, is L.A. based and I was I showed him the Union um, Dunks website page where they were releasing. Nah, they were ra- raffling off the suitcase pack. And it was already too late when I sent them the link, so I didn't even have a chance to get in on that. But it was dope. Like it, if you look it up, it comes. It comes in a suitcase. You get all three colorways of the shoes. You get a full union fit, and it all looked dope. But shout out to whomever has won that prize pack. I guess it's, you want to call it a prize pack, right? And it's all good, you know, since I slept on those two releases, I mean, you know, I'm still on the hunt for that old pair for this year and just keeping my list of cops to just like must have drops, you know, like the the Mets Nike Dunk SBs like those are a must have. So and I mean, I'm going to have to put out the APB now because dunks are super hard to get. But if you are not trying to get them when they're releasing, please put in for a size 13. Please, 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 please. I, I am 
hoping uh, everybody can help me. So <laughs> help, help a brother out. You know what I mean? Uh, but we're going to jump into this episode. So here is where you can find Tim. You can find Tim on all social medias as at Tim Trisano. I'm going to also leave a link in the description for his TikTok, his super helpful we- website. It's super dope. We talk about it in the episode. We go over it. Uh, Tim's just like, he's, he's super goal oriented and he gives everybody who watches his TikToks ways and to be successful in what you want to do, right? Like the man's plugging away and it's great. Like uh, I've ever, ever since, well, after the episode, I was just already just like, all right, I got to do more for this podcast. So hopefully I can get back into, you know, the, the sneakers stories of all my, all my kicks that I have in my closet. Um, so be on the lookout on that for the, on the TikTok, and you know where to find Ify. You can find Ify at Ify Nwadwe on all social medias. Don't forget to check out Podly, the companion podcast to Peacekeeper, Peacemaker, Peacemaker. I keep saying Peacekeeper. Why? Again, again, my bad. And you know where to find me. I am at who is Haas on all social medias. Besides Twitter, I'm still trying to get that. Follow the podcast at My First Kicks Pod at, and we're everywhere. Like I mentioned, on we're bringing the TikTok, the TikTok back. And don't forget to write in your My First Kick story to myfirstkickspod at gmail.com. And now to on this week, on to this week's episode with Tim Chisano. Hey, Tim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me on, my friend. This is a treat. <laughs> no, it's a treat to have you on because your TikToks are crazy inspirational. I mean, you have a, the the one of the like the craziest thing on that is that is on your sneaker wall, right? That you post that you, you do your little your do your your Q and A's in front of, and then you also have so many Supreme uh, accessories on the side in your office that. I'm like, oh, uh, are we just like best friends and we don't even know it yet? So <laughs> of course we are. That's why we're here today. <laughs> oh man, I mean, yeah, it's just like you're. What I really love about your TikToks is that you show, like, you don't have to be super, you know, one way in order to do what you want to do. You just have to be driven to what you want to do, and and it's crazy inspirational. People who don't know, definitely check out. I will be leaving links in. To in the in the description of this podcast with to Tim's website who helps it'll help you. Uh he gives like one sheeters that are like amazing to read and stuff like that. It'll help you get your goal, get to where you want to be at. I appreciate you saying that. It's so funny because like I'll get questions about random shit for work. Is it okay if I curse? Mm-hmm. I, I curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, always, I always make I always make sure because like I'll get in, I'll be like, wow, I dropped five F bombs at a record pace. <laughs> and some people are throwing they're like, wait a minute, that's not what I anyway. I'll get questions about stuff and I'm like, it's so much easier for me to collect my thoughts. It's such a nerdy approach to like, mm-hmm. you know, someone's like, Hey, tell me a little bit about how, you know, I should ask for a raise. And instead of just making the TikTok, like I will actually sit down. Like that's when my, you know, quote unquote executive level experience is like, no, mm-hmm. we need to properly format this out. And I don't want to just put bullshit advice out there. And so like, how would I think through it? 
And then I also don't want to be one of those people that's like, you know, top five reasons to do blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, <laughs> cool. You did that to get some likes and some views and yeah. maybe some followers, but there's nothing, there's no sustenance. So like, so I, I appreciate you calling out the one sheets. Cause sometimes I'm like, I am literally doing homework for a shitload of people that I've never met, but I, but I yeah. enjoy it. And like, I, w- I want to be able to like the, uh, there's, I've got zero end game in any of this. Like I don't sell anything, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'll do some t-shirts at some point or something just cause my wife has actually been super cool about like helping out in the space. But like, mm-hmm. I have no end game for this. There's a lot of days where I'm like, why am I, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> how did I get, <laughs> how did I end up in this world? Um, so, but the one sheets have been fun because that's a way for me to like, be like, okay, cool. Like, holy shit. I just blinked and now I'm 44 years old. How do Mm -hmm. I go and take a snapshot of some of these things? They'd be like, yo, I'm telling you, if you approach talking to your boss about a raise this way, it will be a completely different conversation because now that I've been on this side of the desk for 10 years and Mm -hmm. run a big ass creative team, like I can, I can help people cut to the chase. So. I appreciate you calling that out. No, yeah, uh, but you, I mean, you you spoke a little bit about it, but let people know who you are and and uh, what do you do? And so, uh, as you noted, my name is Tim. I am a vice president of production and creative services at a company called Spectrum Reach. We yeah. are we're basically the reason why, if you're watching, whether you're streaming it or whether you're watching it on TV. So you're watching the you know NBA and it goes from a Coors Light commercial to Bob's Toyota or mm-hmm. you know Sue's barbecue joint, like the local commercials that everyone kind of knows and loves because they're super local and like you can tell immediately, like this is not a million dollar commercial. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what my company does. And it's pretty dope because we give small businesses opportunity truly at scale to be able to be on TV. Just in Queens or just in Brooklyn or just in Madison, Wisconsin. So my team, I've got a 240 person creative team. We're spread out across the country and we do those commercials. We try to do them really, really well for super small budgets or for really big budgets. We've got really small clients and we've got some, you know, some pretty big substantial uh, regional and national clients, but um, we do a ton of work. The team is, uh, it's like the, I absolutely love my job. It's why, you know, if you watch any of my stuff, I'm literally up at four o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning every day trying to yeah. uh, help out. Um, but again, 240 people, we do like 20,000 creative projects a year. And my job is to just kind of keep the lights on, so to speak. So day in and day out is a lot of, you know, uh, trying to help out with making the process better so that people don't pull their hair out, you know, and it, which is hard and something we continuously work at because of the volume. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of HR stuff, a lot of finance stuff. So I'm part of the reason why I started doing TikTok in the first place was I was trying to use Instagram as like a creative outlet for myself because my day job, like literally I'm just, I want, I need to help set up the real creatives to do the real good stuff. So my Mm -hmm. job is to just make sure that, you know, literally the lights stay on and like everything is organized and our finances are in good shape and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and then TikTok kind of became a, oh, wow, this is fun. And this is my other, you know, now a creative outlet after Instagram just became super boring and people were being like, yo, why are you being weird? I'm like, cause I'm a weird dude and I want to do some fun stuff. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's, uh, so as, as noted, vice president of production and creative services. And, uh, it's a, it's a really fun gig. 
you know, you give it slash TikTok star. Slash, <laughs> slash, uh, you know, as I, as, as I noted, I literally do not know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, all I know is the time constraints that I have. I know how to utilize my phone reasonably well to try to capture what's in my head and the way that I see the scenes. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm dangerous with iMovie to a certain extent. <laughs> and, uh, and that's how I try to crank it out. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's crazy because like. I was going to say like and I was thought about I was like I was like, is, are you the reason why I have one eight hundred cars for kids in my head yep. all the time now? Well, probably, so <laughs> we, we, we can't we take we can't take credit for that actual jingle, but we can take mm-hmm. credit for the fact that because of our company, like some of that that stuff is possible. Right. Because without mm. without us being able to like localize, no, no business could afford no business that is in a national brand could afford like, yeah, I'm going to buy ESPN during the NBA for the mm-hmm. whole country. But the way that we set it up makes it makes it. And it's part of why I'm passionate about my job is like, yeah, cool. Like you're going to see that random spot that comes right after like the big blockbuster commercial. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, uh, you know. I'm a firm believer in helping communities thrive and supporting local businesses. So I worked at ESPN before working here and I was like, dope. Now I can take best practices that I learned with global brands and try to apply mm-hmm. it to this. Um, and uh, makes for makes for some crazy days, but, uh, but it's all good. <laughs> nah, yeah, it's totally all good. But you're here to talk about <clears throat> your kicks and we're going to start off with the question that we ask everybody every week. What are your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? The Jordan 4 white cement. It was 1989. I will mm-hmm. never forget. There was a local sporting goods store uh, by where I grew up. The store was in New Rochelle, New York, which is like just north of the Bronx. And I was just blown away as soon as I saw them. Like, I forget, I don't remember if I saw them in an ad first or if I saw them on the shelf first. I think I just saw them on the shelf first. I remember being like, what are those? Like, I don't, I'm 44 years old. I don't remember the ones. I don't remember the twos. I don't remember the three, at least from when they're like originally, originally released. But the fours like just jumped off the shelf at me. I was like, yo, there is so much going on here. There are different ways to lace it up because of like all the tiny little lace holes at both Mm -hmm. the toe and at the top. Like you got the mesh in there. You got the big tongue, at least like kind of relative to some of the other stuff. You know, you got the kind of wing on the back. I was like, this is crazy. I don't know exactly what's going on, but I have to have these sneakers and that was it like done. I was just, I mean, I would like, I remember sitting at home as a kid and I was probably 12 or 13 then. And I would spend a long ass time lacing them and then relacing them just to be like, well, how would it look if I, you know, went through the bottom and then, you know, went through like the, the second layer of lace holes, you Mm -hmm. know, for the second time around and just kept doing that. And then around the same time, Do the Right Thing, the movie came out, right? Yeah. And those were featured prominently there. And I remember being like, on my joy. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and I remember he, you know, he had them laced up in a, in a super specific way. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. Let me try that. 
Um, and I just, you know, I, and I, I still have friends that will remind me, they're like, you know, you had some of these smelliest kicks back in the day when we were all just kind of gross little, like 12 and 13 year olds. And, but it was just because I wouldn't, I, I just wore the hell out of them because it was like this, that changed my perception about aesthetics in general, changed my perception about what a brand is, changed my perception about, you know, what, how to look at kind of sneakers and footwear in general. And then it was just like, it was literally that like kind of mind bending moment of, oh my God, there is something super special here and literally changed kind of the course of my life relative to how I look at aesthetics and design um, and obviously shoes. Yeah. I mean, as noted on here many, many times, the Jordan 4 is one of my favorite shoes of all time. It's I, I try to get as many pairs as possible. Um, but let's give a rundown of the Air Jordan 4 Retro OG. Well, it is no retro. It is the OG, the Cement 4s, uh, which is one of the four original colorways released back in 1989. The sneaker features the original white, fire red, black, and tech gray colorway with the speckled since uh, cement gray, I don't know why I said cinnamon, cinnamon, uh, cement gray accents that give the sneaker its nickname. Um, and then it was retroed a bunch of times. Of course, I have I have a pair. I have a pair uh, with the Nike on the back. The the OG OGs in 2016. Those dropped. Um, but uh, the Air Brandon wasn't on all the pairs, but you definitely had a pair that had them because you got them when they first came out. <laughs> yep, yep. No. And I actually, I've got a picture that is me on an Amtrak train with, mm -hmm. you know, my mom is taking the picture, me on an Amtrak train. And I'm like sitting there chilling with a sweet mullet from 1989 and uh -huh. they're sitting right next to me. And obviously, yeah, they've got the Nike tab on the back. Uh, so when they were last retroed with the Nike tab on the back, I'm like, I've only worn them like twice because I'm mm. like, I kind of want to keep them, uh, you know, pretty, pretty crisp. But uh, man, to talk about just being able to flash back and be, you know, 12, 13 years old again, it's like instantaneous as soon as I see them. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Um, what What is it like? What was it after that, though? Like, did that just spurn like a big thing of just you just needed all the Jordans after that? Um, so or, I, I've yeah. got a super specific path from there. So, mm -hmm. uh, grape fives, mm -hmm. that was, that was a no brainer too. And I was immediate and I was a Knicks fan. So like, I loved, I, I was sucked into the sneaker world, but I almost stayed away from like Chicago specific colorways. Yeah. So, uh, the grape fives, I did go for the infrared sixes. Um, but then I remember I was not a huge fan of the sevens. I felt like the sevens when they first came out, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, can't kind of see through the, through the heel anymore. There's no air bubble anymore. Like these are cool, but yeah, it was like a, yeah, it's flat. Yeah. And then I, I mean, I only have one pair that caught my eye, which is that Bordeaux colorway on the sevens. Yes. Like I love that. And then, but yeah, I mean, but keep going for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, so they, they were, I was like, oh, these are cool. But around the same time, the Reebok pump started to, I think it had already come out at that point, but mm -hmm. I remember being like, 
okay, if we're talking next level here, because again, if you look at the lineage of like the four, five, six, mm -hmm. then you get to the seven, you're like, okay, cool. But Reebok's now got this thing with this half a basketball on the top of the uh, tongue and mm -hmm. a release valve in the back and this thing called Hexalite. Like, yo, what is this now? So like I got into to the pumps and I think from there, I kind of meandered a little bit. I uh, had the the original air trainers, right? That had like the little Velcro across the toe, um, uh -huh. you know, and Andre Agassi was like starting it big back in the day. And he had some dope shit that he was wearing during some of those US Opens. Oh, um, yeah. And then, I mean, he he's the reason why that the infrared colorway just like took off. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I kind of meandered for a little bit. And then, you know, once you kind of get into college years for me, it mm -hmm. was, there was just, there was no, there was no disposable income really. Right. That was like, okay, right. cool. I'm, you know, room and board and food. And, you know, I'm just going to kind of beat the crap out of whatever I got. And so I didn't really, you know, so there was a kind of a gap there where it was like, all right. It was cool because I was literally in high school. So I, you know, didn't have <laughs> some of the expenses he would have otherwise. Uh, mm -hmm. I also was a hockey player. So I spent like a lot of my money on like, cause I was a caddy as a kid, worked at a driving range, like all that kind of good stuff. And so I was spending a lot of the cash that I would make on hockey equipment or sneakers. And then mm -hmm. once I went to, when, when I went to college in Canada, it was just kind of refocused my brain and wasn't necessarily like fully using any disposable income for those types of things anymore. I kept playing hockey. So I probably was actually spending most of my money on uh, ice hockey goalie equipment. And then, <laughs> I mean, that stuff is expensive, super so. expensive, super yeah. expensive. Yeah. For goalies, it was crazy expensive. <laughs> I remember <laughs> keeping my cash wads in uh, golf ball sleeves in my house and then be like, uh -huh. get to a certain point and be like, all right, dad, cool. It's time to go. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then go pick up a new pair of goalie pads, which is pretty dope too. But it wasn't until like, I don't know, once I got out of school and yeah. then when I finally started to get some disposable income again, then I was like, all right, it's time to get back at it. Like, let's see if we can start to rebuild this a little bit. And from there, it was kind of fun because it was like all over the map, right? At that point, you're up to like the 16 and it was just really fun to be like, okay, cool. I think one of the first pairs I got once I was able to start getting back into it were, um, were eights. Uh, I don't remember exactly what colorway, but it was like all of a sudden my friends were like, Yo, it was like it was like an all white colorway, and my friends were like, "Yo, that, you got bold again." I'm like, "Do you not remember back in the day?" Because there was actually there's a period too where my dad started to get trade. He worked in radio. My dad started to get trade. Where it's like, cool, somebody would buy a shitload of advertising and be like, "Okay, here, here's some gift certificates, whatever." British Knights were one of those sponsors, and so it was like, "Hey, cool, here's some here's some BK Knights," and I was like. Okay, those things were crazy. I don't know if you remember BK yeah. Knights, but those things were I like, do, yeah. those were like in the Ewing ballpark where like the Ewings mm -hmm. are like big, chunky ass high tops. Like you and I had some friends that had Ewings back in the day. The Ewings were was like, yo, that is badass. Like Jordans were cool, but Ewings, especially if you were from New York, yeah, like Ewings were super badass. But I had, and then so for a while, it was like I was just rocking BK Knights because my dad would get them for free from work. Um, mm -hmm. so it was like, kind of like half into the, 
you know, like kind of like hardcore late eighties, early nineties, Italian kind of look jam. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like once yeah. I started to have money again and was starting to like buy them, I was like, I was all over the map, right? I was getting like white and gold uh-huh. eights, you know, maybe like a pair of, you know, random 14s. Um, and then over, especially over the past, like 10 ish years now, uh, as like my career has progressed, it's been really fun to just be like, all right, cool. What's, what's the collection going to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I know what will be blasphemous, but I'm the kind of guy that like shoes come in the house, super specific process out of the box, nine out of 10 boxes go to recycle. Mm-hmm. I do not keep the boxes. I have specific cases for them, but I do not keep the boxes. I just don't have the space. I know they're right. like their little original intended homes, but I just don't, I just, I can't make my wife suffer through having a crap load of cardboard boxes that inevitably are not like necessarily purposeful. Yeah. I will spray them down. Right. So I use a crep or something like a crep to be able to like, and, and then they're ready for the streets. Like mm-hmm. I won't, I have to go through that process before they go out the door. Cause the funniest thing is and I'd be curious if anybody else has said this on your show, the crazy shit. If you think about the infatuation with Jordans in particular, mm-hmm. they were never intended to be worn outside. Right. Yeah. They're basketball. Like the, that, I think it's so funny that like they are, one of the greatest global brands in the history of the world, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to retail and uh, and sneakers, especially the greatest sneaker brand in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. And they were never intended to be worn outside. That's the, that's like, it's so funny to me that it's like, we're all wearing these sneakers that we love them and we, and we wear them outside. And like so few of us actually use them for their intended purpose of hardwood polished floors to play play hoops in anyway um i mean no that that, you're the first one to 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 call that out but at the same time i totally agree with you like it's a perform it's a performance shoe it's made to to for for you to be athletically performing on the court right and then we're out like we're out like no man you know you can't you only wear these like once a week uh, or like you know you gotta style these right they're never they're never (laughs) intended to go outside and they're intended to be worn with shorts and we're all like Mm -hmm. having these deep conversations about like what are you matching it with (laughs) it's like it's so funny (laughs) because it's so far removed but even on the performance side some of it's like yeah performance 40 years ago when you're like Mm -hmm. you know running around new york city with these things are like oh this is starting to kind of like hurt my ankles when i'm trying to you know (laughs) run for the subway in a pair of ones you're like yeah these weren't exactly the best can't believe you played basketball in them and you know, let alone like you get into the two lows you know wearing around yeah. a pair of two lows and you're like yo he pl- he played in these he played <laughs> in these and you're like this is an ankle breaker and they're like you know they're th- those are kind of cushiony but anyway i get i can <laughs> so no, the 11s to me because to me the 11s is like that because the 11s feel so bulky and people are like and i've seen people ball in them and i'm like what are you doing yeah like you're you're just adding like 10 pounds to you you're definitely missing that layup because you're, you're not used to playing like this right and and, and he balled in those like i feel like like I feel like it's crazy because like, like he talked about in the last dance, like Jordan talked about in the last dance that he put on the ones for his last game at Madison Square Garden. Yep. And he was just like, I took off the shoe and my whole foot was bleeding. I was just like, yeah, because it's like <laughs> you're playing with stuff that's so old tech. And, and even in 1998 when he played or 1997. 
Well, it was 1997 or 1998 where he played that game and he was like and they still up like they upgraded the tech from then because he's wearing a player a player edition shoe so he's still hurting in those shoes imagine playing with that in 1989 right like it's crazy the other the other other thing that boggles my mind sometimes and it's great now especially for a dude that like i get cold pretty easily Mm -hmm. the most jordan's are so poorly ventilated. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the 11s, I mean, those are like, those are close to being friggin' like galoshes. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Tinker came up with them mowing his lawn and thinking of like having, you know, some sort of like protective wear at the bottom. And you're like, mm-hmm. damn, like these were like, these were, these were like little sweatsuits for your feet. Like she locked those in there. There weren't exactly like, you know, like a lot of perforations going on there. I mean, some more so than others, but some were like, it's raining out today. I'm going to go grab like the 11s or the 16s or something because it's like, or the 15s, it's like, you know, they just kind of got inherently some like protection built in there. Like, yo, I can't believe you played so much basketball in these. <laughs> you were in a movie, play, dunking on, on Charles Barkley in a green suit to make him like a, <laughs> to make him like a, <laughs> to make yeah. him like a monster. Yep. And you're still, you're still out there like, yeah, this is comfy. Like, get out of here. That's yeah, exactly. not comfy. There, Those are definitely, and I mean, I've told people this and people have heard this ad nauseum on the, on this podcast is that I think the 11s are overrated. I use my 11s as snowshoes. <laughs> That's, that is so. I, I I've got a friend that got married in Elevens. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my man Matt. He got married in Elevens. He got the seventy two tens like two or three months before they came out. Something crazy, uh-huh. so that he and his groomsmen could all wear matching Elevens. They're 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 dope and like those types of purposes. I've always, mm-hmm. I've, I've felt a little goofy in them sometimes. There's some, there's some days where I'm like, I just, I, I don't think I can really pull these off. Mm-hmm. Um, but those, they're also kind of weird. They're one of the very few pairs that I feel like if I don't actually lace them up, like 99% of the J's that I have super loose lace at the top, you can pretty much slide it and slide out. You don't have to like pretend like you're 10 years old and like actually tie your shoes but for the 11s i'm like if i leave them loose i'm just like i feel like they're kind of dragging around with me all day long and my heel keeps slipping out of them and then i'm like scrunched on my toes they're you know they they, they're they're relatively they're also like the easiest where like you know i'm creasing these like crazy and that's gonna show on that patent leather yeah, that patent leather creases some else. Like it's like because I've wanted the ones that came out. Like the, they had the the bread ones that recently came out, um, and I wanted those. But then I'm like, I'm like, all right, but it, like the soonest I wear them, man, I know I'm gonna kill them because it, it's such a that colorway goes with everything, and it's such a like like it's such an easy shoe to pull off or put on. But and I don't have any bread shoes. I only have the top three ones, so. Like I don't have any bread ones, so like I knew I would be like if I have those in my hand, I'm gonna be like wearing them all the time. And then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna crease the hell out of those things. Like because once you crease them, there's no way you're coming back. Like it's nope. just like we here, we here now. Yep. This is where we're at. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. The all patent leather ones, they're like they're like pieces of paper. It's like you know, it, it's gonna get it's gonna get crunchy super quick. And it doesn't matter how flat you lay something on top of that, you're gonna know it's not a clean piece of paper anymore. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, yeah. And then like, I don't know if, did you, did you go through a phase where you did the, the walk where you, you'd walk flat as you're walking. So you didn't crease your shoes. I, I, so I recently tried putting those toe things 
in. Oh yeah, the shoe from, is it the the dome protector or something? Shoe protector or something? There's like, like that? a bazillion crease protector. On, yeah, crease protector. Yeah, you go you go on Amazon. There's ten thousand different options for them. I mm. went. I, I put them in uh, the Supreme Air Force One Flax. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, let me just try. I don't know why I picked those, but like they got them relatively recently, waterproofed them like crazy, put those in. I'm like, let me try this because I feel like Air, I feel like Air Force Ones are another one where it's like within 45 minutes, oh, yeah. you're like, okay, yeah, these look totally different than they did before <laughs> I ever put them on. Um, as soon as you look at them, they creep. Yes, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> except, except for the off-whites. I feel like the off-whites have a completely different way about like how they age. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's all about the material, but um, I tried, I tried those no crease things. And at first I'm like, Oh, this isn't that bad. And the last time I wore them, I'm like, you know, these kill, this is not, I don't know that this <laughs> is worth it. Either, either that or like you put them in and then you're like, okay, I guess I'm just not going to wear them as often because it's just not nearly as comfortable with this goofy thing stuck in the toe. But Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, uh, the conundrum. So it's funny. I didn't realize how often I would, cause like for, for good pictures or for good videos, sometimes you mm-hmm. kind of want to bend over. Like, you know, like, I don't know. There's like, I have all the beastie boys or like run DMC covers in my head and like, mm-hmm. you know, the way that they would pose for the camera and stuff. And so when I started to make more content, I was yeah. like doing that and trying to incorporate some of that just based on like my childhood and some of those types of influences. And mm-hmm. all I would see was, yo, you're creasing your shoes. And I'm like, <laughs> I, you're right. But I, I guess, you know, that's kind of, it's, 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 it's with the territory. Yeah, it's, it's with the territory. It's, 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 it's gonna, it's gonna happen. I might as well strike a pose every once in a while and try to, you know, relive, <laughs> uh, relive 1989 in my head. I mean, like, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't I don't harp on creasing shoes, but like you get like the, the it, when it's a regular que- crease where you're just like naturally walking. And it's so like it. I think that's fine. Right. But also if it's like a weird crease and it just stays there and you and, and it's just like bother it, like that bothers me like crazy. So like yeah. if you like like because obviously I mean. I'm also into, you know, getting content and uh, so like taking pictures and stuff like that, recording videos. And I would I've gotten into that mindset of like, all right, is the picture worth it over me getting like getting a crease that I don't know I'm going to get like and then. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I can just like, I can just like figure, like step back a little bit more and still get the same angle. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm, I'm way, I'm way too awkward. Like I'll get halfway into it. And I'm like, uh, now I'm like stiff legged and like, I don't know what to do. So now, now luckily I found like a couple places where I'm like, all right, I know where to put the phone. I don't have mm-hmm. to do anything. I can just kind of stand there, but I'm like, damn it. I wish I, I'm glad that I'm more thoughtful about it, but at the same time, I just wish that never crossed my mind too, but <laughs> such, are, such, I mean, such are the rules of the sneaker life. You gotta, you gotta just pick a pose that everybody will know you by. Yes. And then you just, you just be like, that's the pose from now on. And then it, you know, you're not going to have to crease your shoes and get into the beastie boys, one knee on the floor yeah. uh, pose or like, or anything like that. You just get into your signature Tim pose and you'd be like, all right, that's, that's a Tim picture. And there you go. There you uh, go. Tim, that's a Tim video. I think, I, I think I've got that now in my house by where the trap door is to my basement. 
Mm-hmm. If I like lean way back, I have to get super far back and I have to hold the phone like right up to my chest or else it doesn't come out right. But mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is a non moving kind of spot. But outside of that, I'm also like, oh man, it was kind of fun when I went out to the street corner where there was like graffiti on the, on the, uh, on the, the wall that they put up where they're doing construction. But oh well, such as uh, <laughs> these, these are the luxury problems, right? Yeah, these are definitely uh, sneakerhead slash first world problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, the so like you, I mean, I feel like you you got a, a a love for tech in sneakers. Is that what is what is more important to you? Like, is it is it stylistically the shoe? Is it the story of the shoe, or is it tech that that goes into maybe what brings you closer to a pair of kicks? Uh, great question. I mean, it's almost all the above tech, probably least, um, the story that I want to know the story. Sometimes the story will influence the purchase, but not necessarily it's, 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 it's aesthetics. I try to just have that kind of genuine, almost like, you know, you see the, you know, the woman of your dreams kind of thing. And there's like, Yo, this is it, um, mm-hmm. and they, you know, and they also try to not fall in love too many different times because of uh, how expensive <laughs> it can get. But um, I would say if if those th- if those things match, if it's the story, if it's just the immediate kind of gravitation towards what the look and the aesthetic is, and and the history too, which I guess could go in the same bucket as the story. But mm-hmm. like once, if those all of the, if all those things align then it's kind of a, then it's kind of a lock. There, there's some things that I'll leave on the shelf where it's like, I try to be super mindful of only having a specific amount. It's like, if I'm, if I'm not going to wear it, this probably sounds super obvious, but if I'm not going to wear it, like I'm, there's very few pairs. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have this and keep it on ice. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, the art Basel uh, igloo and uh, rust pink ones from like, I think it was like maybe five years ago now. Mm-hmm. I think those are a couple of very few pairs that I have that are truly like, okay, I got them. These are just going, these are just going to stay in the box and stay on the shelf. Not, I mean, at this point it's like, oh, you know, you wait a few years and you're like, oh shit, now I really got to keep waiting on them. But mm-hmm. um, outside of that, one of the main questions that goes in the same bucket is like, is it the look? Is it the story? What's the, what pulls you in is will I wear them? And can I immediately see like how I would wear them? Because, mm-hmm. you know, just overall, like aesthetically, it's, you know, what, what else could it pair well with? And if I can check all those boxes, then, um, you know, luckily, luckily I can be in a position where I don't have to have too many conversations with my wife about like, <laughs> what, uh, what, sh- what showed up today, honey? What, um, what's, what's going on there? <laughs> oh another pair no i'm like no i got these at a pre-order i don't know i saw um i saw a tiktok of like a, a sneakerhead thing or was it like a collector's thing where no it was a collector's thing where they were like they were like oh this is the these are the your top five excuses to say when you get something else in again and you're like no 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 this is the last one for sure this is the last one that's like always like that's that's that, that's what i was saying for a minute um and then and then it's like oh no i pre-ordered these like 2 years ago they just started to come out now but the but the shoe came out last week like what are you talking about yeah, that, that, that sounds going to go over well so what I, I i've indoctrinated my wife into it 
Mm-hmm. So we can have like good conversations as long as I continue to kind of slip some in to be like, these are for you. <laughs> so like I had, I had, a, had a great moment, like maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago, went to round mm-hmm. two that I had done some, you know, deals with and sold some stuff in the past. And usually I'll take the store credit. Cause I'm like, I know I'm going to use it and I'll just help yeah. happily stockpile it and be like, all right, I'll go there first before looking elsewhere, unless it's something really specific that I want. Mm-hmm. And remember I went in and I forget what it was that I was taking in, but they were like, they changed the policy where it's like, okay, you got to use the store credit while you're in the store during that time. Okay. And I already uh-huh. had a whole bunch of credit too. So I'm like looking around and my, we were like, you know, we'd, we'd driven in, my wife was double parked or something. So I'm like, looking around, I'm like, all right, I'll take those, those, you know, I get walked out with like three or four pairs because of a decent amount of credit. And they mm-hmm. were all either for my wife or for my daughter. And yeah. so like, as long then I'll, I'll try to be super conscientious about that stuff or I'll, I'll be mindful of as things are like coming up for releases, be like, Oh, this is, this is something that Kelly would love. And, you know, then if I, if I keep her fresh, so to speak, then uh, I get a little more wiggle room myself. <laughs> you be like, I got to keep you fresh. I got to keep yeah. you fresh. I got to buy these. Yeah. And she's, and she's or, into it. She'll, you know, we'll have conversations. You'd be like, what shoes are you wearing? And I'd be like, I'm wearing these. What do you, you know, what do you think? She'd be like, I don't know. What do you think? And like, it's kind of fun. Like in the basement, it's one section is mine. And then mm. the back wall is hers. Um, so it's kind of fun to have those conversations. She's like, Oh, really? I was thinking the easies. I'm like, no, 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 no. Go, go, go with the, uh, you know, go with the one top threes. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Or whatever the conversation is. So, um, if you, I mean, you, I, I, I want to have that, that conversation. Yeah. I was going to say, I want to have that conversation be like, yeah, you just pick the easies. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, w- I just want to even have that conversation with anybody yeah. at this point. It's just <laughs> let me, let me be able to say, let me, you know, pick the easies so <laughs> on that, on that same trip. My, yeah. what, like I was looking around and they don't have a lot of kids shoes at round two, mm-hmm. but they did have a, uh, a pair of off white, it was like, I don't know, I don't know the exact model, but like one of the newer, crazier pairs where it's almost like the looks like that it's a track shoe where it's like got the actual spikes on oh, the yeah. bottom. You know, they're yeah, going to yeah, wear yeah. off in a hot second, but like they're kind of crazy looking. So mm-hmm. they had those in my daughter's size. And I'm like, my daughter's kind of eccentric. She's nine years old. She's kind of eccentric. They weren't super expensive. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to grab these for my daughter, Evelyn, like, cause I think mm-hmm. that she'll get a kick out of it loved them like so crazy that she's like this these are amazing thank you dad super appreciative and the other day she was like um apparently she wore to school i heard the conversation when i was getting ready but she mm-hmm. has kind of like a kid's version of an uh air force one white just old school traditional air force one white mm-hmm. and she wore one of the off-whites and one of the air force one whites okay. and i was like good for you kiddo like <laughs> damn yeah you be you like go for it i totally appreciate the fact you're like i'm not even gonna be mixing up the laces i'm just gonna go two totally different pairs of shoes <laughs> at the same time so those are those are the random ass conversations in my house she was she wasn't off balance because this isn't the <laughs> off-white shoe like it's thick <laughs> i could i could i could only imagine she's Love her to death, obviously, but she's uh, she's a little clumsy, so I can imagine she might have uh, 
She been walking a little uh, funny that day, but who knows? <laughs> I just pictured just her, just like it's like a like she has to like you know you ever seen the magic trick where you look like you're stepping on an imaginary step? Yep. That's that's how she was walking to school. Yeah. She was just like one big step that you just created. <laughs> um, I mean, that's great that you you're able to spread it out through the family, you know, because like. You know, that's the dream. Like instead of it being like where you're coming, like you have so many shoes. Cause that's, that's what I hear a lot. You have so many shoes. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. And she's like, why don't you just like, my mom would be like, why don't you just sell them? And I'm just like, no, because they're mine. Like, right. what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> but like, yeah. I've even, I've even started to do that with my parents. Right. <laughs> so for all the times that they hooked me up as a kid. So mm-hmm. now that I'm 44 and I'm doing relatively well, I'll, you know, my, I got my dad a uh, pair of Yeezys a couple of years ago and he was like, am I, can I wear these? I'm like, yeah, you can totally wear these. It was just like a very plain, I think it was the flax or one of those that was just like a pretty straightforward colorway. I'm like, it's not, you're, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got him into blazer lows and those are like perfect. Those are fantastic. Like dude in your seventies, but still kind of cool. And yeah. you get a pair of like white with like a red or blue swoosh. And he was, and I think I got a pair of Yeezys for my mom as well, but um, that certainly helps it too, because then they're not like, like, what are you spending all your money on? But it'd be like, you know, mom and dad, y'all hooked me up <laughs> as a kid. So, you know, let me, and, you know, for no good reason too. Like, you know, I'll come home yeah. and my dad will be babysitting for my daughter. And I'll be like, yo, dad, I got something for you in the basement. Um, those are, uh, those, those are fun conversations. Yeah. I mean, that's super dope. Like that's the, and then I, I was like, you just be like, your, your mom's like, this is how can I pull a fit fit with these easies here? Like imagine she just starts asking you that. <laughs> oh man. I mean, it, it's, it, it's crazy. Like, yeah, the, the fact that you you have your stories, right. And now you're creating you're bringing that your stories to to everybody else around you it's it's beautiful process well and it's and it's fun like from a work perspective too there's actually there's usefulness to it right like these Mm -hmm. you know these are these are marketing and branding conversations and they're aesthetic conversations and they're designed and and intentional conversations as well so when people come into my office and a lot of people will come in because i you know will work with a large group of folks that are not they just have different backgrounds and different perspectives and been exposed to different things. Mm-hmm. And I often will have people walk in and be like, what in the world is Supreme and what is all that stuff? And from a work perspective, that is a super valuable question for me to get. Cause I can say, actually, they're one of the most interesting brand case studies in modern consumerism, which I fully believe that they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah they sure are. How, how they were built the background of the logo, the background of the brand, the collaborations that they do, the fact that they've run from, you know, Kermit the Frog to putting Nas on a t-shirt, like they mm-hmm. obviously run the full gamut. So, you know, these, these things, while they are fun and part of our youth and kind of like that core of who we are and how we look at things, um, it's been fun because I've been able to expose a whole bunch of people to it on the other side that had no idea like what these things were. Like I remember I was at a sales meeting once and the dude who was like the head of our sales team at the time, chief revenue officer for a big, 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 big company here. Mm-hmm. He turns to me and I was wearing off white blazers 
And he's like, he literally said to me, he goes, who wrote on your shoes? Right. Cause on the inside, it's, we'll say like, you know, Beaverton, yeah, Beaverton. 19. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, Oh, le- interesting. Let me tell you a story about who Virgil Abloh is. And mm. you'd be able to get into that. And people are like, I had no idea. And it's like, and it's dope too, because then, you know, you, you're showing a level of thoughtfulness and then you can like kind of pair it back to things and be like, these are things from a pop culture perspective that we should be aware of as a company and as a brand, if we are trying to get more exposure for these types of reasons. Um, and it just, it, it's been awesome to see how like it's become holistic and not just like, Oh, here's this thing over here that I do. But then during the day I do these things. Um, mm-hmm. It's been really fun to have the worlds, you know, start to create a bit of a mesh together. No, yeah, it's beautiful. And it's funny because you read my mind because I was going to going to segue into exactly where you just spoke about. So <laughs> this is pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you the the way and we had we have done a Virgil episode and the way um, I feel. Before it was such a niche thing, like Supreme used to just be where like, oh, like you can just walk into the store. Like I, I was, I was one of the few people that would just be like, "Oh yeah, do you like Supreme?" And people would be like, "No, I don't mess with that stuff." Like, and then now we're on to a point where they're doing collaborations with Colgate, and like, you know, they're they're able to 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 touch on or collaborate with such big brands now, especially being sold off to who they, who they're with now, uh, the VF Corporation. Yep. So like. And then also with the impact that Virgil Abloh had put on into our society, which is like, I mean, our society would be like the people who are into this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So it 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 expands on top of it because we come we I've always considered myself as like we're walking billboards for the brands that we support. Right. We're putting our hard earned money into what we think that we enjoy because that's the little joy that we get. Right. You know, like we don't, we don't get to, to, to do everything that we want to do, but the things that we can do, you know, we put mo- we put money to where our mouth is and that creates our happiness. So what Virgil did was that <laughs> he made it a point that, you know, you're going to know what you're, what you're wearing. Right. And so, and it always were statement pieces, like even from his collection and also what Supreme does is also statement pieces where you're just like, okay, these are, this is what our society is now. And now we're melting, we're melting the pots and it's becoming more mainstream and everybody's accepting it. And, and I think it's, I think what Virgil had left, uh, left us with is, lots of inspiration to do what we want to do in the coming years. So I agree more, my friend. Yeah. So as we as we we dwindle down into the, the end of this episode, uh, we ask everybody each week, uh, what does the thrill of the hunt mean to you? Uh, it means excitement and passion for things that, you know, are nice to haves so it's like an it's an extra little bit of appreciation but it's like that it's like kid-like energy of you know it's the same feeling of like christmas morning when you're a kid like that kind of thing and the research that can go into it uh i don't know man it just it tickles so many different things for me of wanting to learn more about it wanting to make sure that I've got like all the news in the scoop. Like what's the, what, like what's the area of attack here? 
building mm-hmm. networks, right? Like having, and then like how those can turn into larger friendships based off of who we've had a conversation with about that one pair that might've had a connection that knows mm-hmm. somebody else. Um, so it's, uh, I don't know, it's just like an ongoing anticipation in the same way that you would anticipate like Christmas as a kid or the way that you would anticipate like an album dropping, especially back in the day when they would have like kind of longer, like, and there was no way to get, you know, leaks or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's just, it's a whole nother layer of fun, which obviously then leads up to, will this actually happen? And at what cost? And then being at that point where like, these are this is this is exactly what I thought. And the fact that that's a cyclical thing um, is fun. And for me, it's just like my my inner thirteen year old, especially going back to the original question, just gets to be super stoked all the time because of that. So uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a privilege to be able to keep that alive for sure. Yo, I mean, perfectly, perfectly said, like you, you like that childlike wonderment is yep. we get to bring it back. Like you get to you get to little little Tim gets to be like, are we getting these today? Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let but let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, my TikTok, I guess. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, my my name, which I'll, you know, I'll I'll leave it to however you're linking stuff for for folks to find me but uh uh-huh. just 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 know i'm out there and i'm just trying to put uh positive energy into the world and it's a it's a treat for anybody that comes into that sphere no yeah yeah i mean like stumbling upon your videos definitely were like i was just like i was just like this day in the life of tim is amazing <laughs> um and then yeah so i think it's you're very very inspirational in the workforce. I did have workforce, work, workplace, corporate space questions, but I just threw them away because it's just it's fine. <laughs> but next yeah, time. I mean, it, yeah, for sure. Next time, next time, episode two, we we get to we get to learn about your your first kicks when you when you get when you got your first paychecks, when your first big purchase. <laughs> deal, deal. Um, so uh, we'll leave it as a cliffhanger for the next one. I'd love to do this again <laughs> for sure. Uh, and for everybody out there. Wear your kicks. Hell yeah.